Twitch is banned gambling, which might be the only thing I agree with, with what YouTube is doing. Now. We're here. We're literally here now. Okay. Uh, yeah, episode episode 45 is here. I, I'm like way too close to this desk. <sighs> Nationers, welcome back. I hope you guys are having an amazing day. Episode 45, banner right behind me as usual. Nationers, you probably are wondering. The thumbnail looks a, bit, a little bit different. The marketing's a little bit different. How I intro these episodes is, is however still the same. It is, that will not change <laughs> over time. However, what will be changing... Um, is of course the topics that we're talking about today, Nationers. We got a wild one. Uh, we have two weeks worth of content to talk about. The reason why I didn't do episode 45 last week when it normally would have came out, and uh, to like all the audio listeners, to all those who watch on the YouTube channel and are part of the Discord, excuse me, I, I was at a Spartan race, if you guys uh, did know that, and it was like I would only have like three days to get like any new topics. And it's like, okay, well, there's maybe like a few things that I could do, like a filler episode. But I really wanted to, um, how would you say it? Really, really, really wanted to hone in on a few of these topics. And over this last week, it has been insane. Uh, we got a plentiful amount of topics in the batch today. And I hope you guys are ready for it. Again, welcome back. Shout out to all you guys watching, viewing, and of course, listening on all the streaming platforms. And um, yeah, honestly, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. You guys have been killing it, um, hitting that subscribe button. Again, our goal by the end of the year is to hit 1,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel. So if you guys want to make that a reality, hit that subscribe button. And yeah. Just, yeah, hit that subscribe button. <laughs> Nationers, uh, speaking of streaming platforms and streaming services, I do want to get into at least kind of the meat of this episode, which is Twitch and why Twitch is slowly dying. Uh, it's very interesting because, like, Twitch has been a dominant streaming platform over the past 10 years. However, not everything... Uh, you can't reign forever. Uh, at least Twitch is, Twitch is a, an example of that. You can't reign forever. Where is like other things, you could probably reign forever. Like Serena Williams, who just retired, you could reign forever. Okay? Okay? <laughs> but I do want to talk about Twitch, uh, some of the implementations that they just added in. In addition to that, their competitor YouTube making a big step into uh, some monetization options for creators and people who are just putting out content. And then also, I do want to talk about my Spartan race because it was actually really good. Also want to talk about an idea that I had for NBA 2K. And then also, I feel like we talk about this a lot. I feel like we have been because there's been so many boxing matches. And we'll probably continue to talk about it saying that uh, Jake Paul has a fight next month. And a month after, apparently, Flay Mayweather's fighting uh, Deji, which is insane. So we're going to talk about that in brief. However, Nationers, let's talk about what I would like to talk about. I mean, I like to talk about all the topics, but primarily Twitch. And if you guys do not know, I stream on Twitch. I actually made a move in uh, December of 2020 or what was it? No, it was this. Yes, it was December of 2020. Maybe like January. It was winter time. It was early winter time of 2020. And I put out a vlog saying that I'm, you know, like 
you know, switching over to Twitch. And that was like a full thing. I was, you know, dedicated to moving to Twitch, solely streaming on Twitch. Now, mind you, I had also been streaming on YouTube at that time uh, pretty exclusively. And I was like, well, my Twitch hasn't been really doing anything. How about we go stream over there? And I've had success. I, I you know, I... I've grown that uh, platform up to 5,000 followers on there, 5,600 roughly, a little bit over that. And I've I've been able to grow that, you know? And, you know, the income each month has been pretty good. It's been able to sustain me for some time to be able to do uh, different things on multiple different platforms. And I don't know, like, what Twitch is thinking. I just don't. I really just don't. However, one thing that I at least can understand, and that is, uh, from my perspective, one thing that I can at least understand from YouTube is they banned gambling. Twitch is banned gambling, which might be the only thing I agree with, with what YouTube is doing right now. The only thing. They banned gambling. Now, this kind of came after a whole bunch of, like, larger streamers were just, like, can you do this? Like, are like they're they're using their platform. You know, they are a big streamer. They have a lot of influence, just like any person with millions of followers. They have a large influence. It's like, well, if that's not going to happen, I will then move here or do this. Uh, well, I don't know what streamers came forward and were like, hey, we need to ban gambling, which, mind you, glad that they did it. Little upset that it came at this time because it's 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 far gone. And mind you, I don't dabble in a whole lot of gambling. Mind you, I do know kind of like the little uh, when you have money to spend, it's easy to lose. You don't mind losing it. Whereas like, but then when you need money, you're like, well, I could have used that money when I instead of gambling it, right? I can understand that because like even in Minecraft, we had like a Skyblock server, and they were like, I could buy like twenty keys for like seventy pounds, which is I, I guess like seventy dollars ish. Uh, and mind you, like I had money to spend at the time. So like nearly a hundred dollars per like 20 keys. I'm like, Jared, what are you thinking, dog? What do you think? What's that financial decision here? Huh? It's not financial de- advice. And Twitch is not a financial device. Okay. Come on now. And I know that feeling. I know that feeling. And so mind you, like I barely like do anything with gambling. Like I like to just like look at like the over under on like a, on like sports of like, oh, do I think they're gonna be over like forty seven and a half points? Yeah. You know, I just like in my mind I'm like, yeah, I think it'll be a high scoring game. You know, like that's the result that I end up in. But for thousands of people who are streaming on slots or um I don't even know what you do. I don't hold on. I'm gonna pull up Twitch. I believe all of this is in effect on October 18th. And I just I just want to look. I just really want to look at maybe like slots here. I wonder if I could see slots in like the top. Am I unrecommended? I'm unrecommended for you. Hold on. What? High to low. Slots is... Hold on. Hopefully it refreshes. Oh, it's still in the same spot. It is still in the same spot. Seventh. Seventh. Game, seventh most streamed game right now, or streamed category right now. Right right in front of, what's what's the game? Fortnite. Right in front of Fortnite. You're telling me slots is bigger than Fortnite as of recording this. Right behind FIFA 23, which kind of makes sense. I kind of respect that. 
And most of these people, yeah, like 18 plus, you know, sign up bonus. Um, yeah. Oh my goodness. Don't you tell me they're running ads on the thing. Oh my goodness. How dare you guys are running so many ads. What in the world are you guys doing Twitch? You guys are really trying to get that money. My gosh. A lot of these guys, a lot of these people, I can't say, I guess I could say guys, it's just a general term. A lot of these guys are just like, a lot of these streamers are, um, on like steak, which is a big website. Uh, that has like multiple different slots and you could just kind of do whatever. Um, Coco spins 54 viewers. What's the most viewers right now? Five, 5.6 K 4.7. And then it just drops down to like 500, but still that's still influence. And I imagine like people with like even 20, 20 viewers still have just as much influence as some of these people, just not as high a number. They probably have even a greater pull saying that they do have a personal relationship, but at what cost? your financial gain, your financial loss. It is It is not good that Twitch had allowed this. Like, for as long as they did. I think it was like a very experimental thing at first. But for Twitch to finally ban gambling, and, and I guess maybe the whole point, because I've already kind of mentioned everything. The whole point that I was trying to make was that most of these people, you can't like verify if people are above 18. You, you just can't. You could have a Twitch account at 13, which... Most platforms are uh, at that age. You can't have you can't have like a TikTok at like eight. You can't. You you can't have a Twitch at eight. You can't have an Instagram at eight. You can't even have a Facebook at eight. Yes, we all lied about our age. Okay, when we were young, we all lied about our at our age, right? But like you can't track that. Like you know, like when somebody's like, oh my god, I use like my mom's credit card to buy me like something like GTA Five or like Fortnite V Bucks. Like, how do you expect? That even, like, somebody, even, like, 13 or 14, you know, like, who maybe has, like, 20 bucks isn't, like, okay, well, if I just, like, slide 20 bucks into my parents' wallet and then maybe, like, I don't know, go grab their credit card and be, like, well, maybe that just, you know, got transferred. I don't know. What are they going to know? I don't know what a bank statement looks like. They could see that it just says, like, whatever this website is, right? Mind you, I put investments into certain stocks. I put investments even into Logan Paul's um what is it? Liquid marketplace. I, I've done that. I've like invested money into that, right? But like gambling is such a very TikTok-y way. And, and mind you, I hate using the word TikTok in that sense. But it's like we've all been on TikTok. It becomes very addicting. And that algorithm is nearly flawless. It is nearly flawless. Like it never misses once you've been on the app for more than a week. It very rarely misses. And for the most part, the misses are just like them trying to mold out the sculpture of who you are. So I can't blame them for having a few misses in there, right? Right? Whereas like gambling is miss, 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 hit. Mind you, let me tell you a story about like a, a gambling thing. It was like when we were on a cruise, I was 12 years old. We were on a cruise. We had this little card, it basically managed everything. It, it hooked up to, uh, you know, whoever the head honcho was of your family for that card, AKA my father on that card was my parents' credit card, debit card, whatever it was. I spent over $412. I spent over $400 just in the arcade, just to try and win like one prize. You're, you mean to tell me it's gotten better? Like, people have gotten better at, like, at arcade stuff? Mind you, this is, like, gambling. This is, like, digital. And I think one of the greatest things is, like, if you have cash, you don't want to lose cash. But if you got $20 in a bank account, it's like, I don't mind buying that, like, $5, like, burrito. I don't mind buying that, like, $8.99 Domino's pizza. I don't mind doing that. 
But if I get like $20, I'm like, I don't really, no, please don't, no, don't do it to me, right? You're not doing that. So you mean to tell me that people who are just like average people, not like professional poker players who are, you know, not necessarily gambling, but playing like a sport or, you know, doing like a roulette table, you know, with like chips or cash, not something physical, but something in the digital realm where you can, you know, you could be up like 10 grand today and then lose like five, 50 grand just in one spin, right? You could do that if you really tried, if you really, you know, wanted to try. And so the barrier to entry for gambling and it is very high. And especially with Twitch where people have influence, they are live, they could see your wins in real time, they could see your losses in real time, they can literally just call to action you right then and there. Download, like, Barstool Sports, Caesar Sportsbook, DraftKings, download um, my bookie. Like, make a bet today. You get, like, $1,000 free. It's, like, at no, no cost. $1,000 free, no cost. I think I'll be okay. Let's go try it. Let's go sign up. You just got a discount into the door for your financial disaster. That's what you just got. You got a thousand free dollars that you're going to probably use and bet willingly for free at no cost, no risk. And they're going to just continue and they're going to continue. And mind you, there's probably like six out of 10 of those people that will probably never touch it again. But maybe four out of like those 10, the other half that are probably like, "Mm, doesn't hurt if I put like a little money here or like just maybe add like another 10 maybe because like if I could bet like another like for like another 30 minutes and maybe win my losses like if I put more money in I would hope to get more money out it's not a stock it's gambling okay it's gambling it's short stock returns that's basically what it is it's like oh crip crap or crip maybe I don't know crypto these crypto websites my goodness uh so that's that's pretty interesting that's a that's a long topic and I'm glad that Twitch did that. I really am. I really am because I feel like it it, it just was a cesspool of this revolving cycle of people entering uh, and it was never ending, right? Whereas Twitch decided, uh, <laughs> let, me, let me pull out this tweet from Colin and Samir. If you guys haven't seen that video yet uh, where I gave them a book, that is a... Great video. Let me look up Colin and Samir really quick. Glad that we brought the laptop out. Oh, by the way, the Adam Adam Levine stuff, I keep seeing this everywhere. If you guys know anything about it, please, please, please let me know. Um, let's just see what they talked about. They were talking about the Sidemen charity match, which was great. Whew, great. Fantastic. Shout out to the Sidemen. Shout out to all the people that played. Absolutely amazing match. Me and my sister watched it. I watched it two times. My sister watched it once. It was amazing. Nationers, this is what Colin and Samir put out. This is their words. Twitch was Twitch had one of the worst weeks we've seen for a platform. For a platform, okay? Instagram has probably had near, near bottom lows, okay? Facebook probably had, like, maybe one of the lower lows, but it, I feel like it got swept under the rug in 2018. Twitch had one of the worst years we've ever seen for a platform. This week, number one, top creators petition to end gambling, which... I don't know if that's necessarily bad, but I think it came with a lot of backlash, right? Number two, an investigation reveals widespread child predation, which kind of makes sense. Kind of makes sense. There, it, it, I mean, it makes sense. 
it just makes sense why that why Twitch would be a hub for that. Um, also, revenue sharing terms get overhauled, which I want to talk about. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. I remember, I remember there was a platform. I don't remember what platform it was. I'm gonna say YouTube. I could be wrong if it's YouTube. Remember YouTube, or maybe even Twitch proposed an idea like two, three years ago, and they were like, "Let's do, let's do." 3070. That's 2370. Take it or leave it. What? For every dollar I make, you're taking 70 cents? Your job is supposed to give me money, okay? Not hold it from me. Mind you, if you're making like $100 million and 70 million of it is is used for different things, like improving things about the platform, bringing more people in, I might be a little bit more happier. Would I be upset still? Yes. Because to take 70%, like, what is it, taxes? What are you taking from me? Like, are you taxing my own revenue? I get it. YouTube, your job is to help create this platform. But then also, you also got to realize that, like, not every person is going to be, like, the biggest fan of everyone, right? And where they're going to watch, be able to watch ads. They're going to like the ads. They're going to continue to watch them. They're going to continue to, like, be on this platform. Your job is to get people in. There's only 8 billion people on this platform or in the world, okay? Your job is to get people in and keep them there to satisfy the viewer, okay? And that's exactly what Twitch is not doing because they just implemented a 30-70 revenue split uh, in effect within the next, like, six months, roughly. I'd say, like, three months by the end of the year going into next year. And I don't know if that's effective on October 18th, which uh, might be like my last stream on there. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out what the frick I want to do as a creator. And mind you, like Twitch is great. It, it, I love this video. Uh, this guy named Big E had put out this really funny like sketch. And he's like, hmm, you know what? Welcome to Twitch. Where we make it super easy to get monetized and make money and then spend the next four years of your life trying to just get into partner, which is basically just another check mark. It's like, okay, like, what are you doing? What are you doing, Twitch? I really appreciated you, like, lowering the affiliate because, like, the barrier of entry to get in is great, but at the same time, I don't know about a 30-70. I don't know about that. I'd probably compromise on, a, like, a 60-40 because at least, like, we're compromising, okay? That's probably the least I'd go. I love a 50-50 split. You know what? I like a 60-40 split in my favor, okay? In all the creators' favors, all right? And mind you, on a 30-70 split towards me, I actually would not take that. Mind you, more money for me, but I also realize you probably got to do some stuff as a company, and you got to improve a lot, okay? Maybe like a 45 or, yeah, 35-65. I might be able to compromise on that. However, Twitch is in the hole. Twitch is really, really in the hole right now, and they're and they're struggling. They are really, really struggling. I um I wish that they would just do better. It it kind it's kind of weird because like YouTube has been catching a lot of flack over like certain things of just like like little things like they like and it just it's just one thing. It is just annoying because it's like we don't care about. Who the frick cares about a dislike button? Like, we use it just so we can let other people know. Like, that's not the problem you should be solving. Like, figure out different things. Like, figure out your algorithm a little bit more. Your your short-form algorithm. 
I'm like, what the frick are you doing? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, let me pull up the article that I have here. YouTube Shorts Monetization. I remember this article that I looked up. Um, what is it? Where is it? Where where did it go? Okay, I'm just going to... No, that's not it. Um, oh, yes. Here it is. Here it is. Mashable. There it is. So, it's like, to me... It, <sighs> It just doesn't make any sense. Like, and that's what Twitch is doing. That's what Twitch is becoming, where it's like, we want you to fix things on the platform, you know? Like, can we, like, eliminate people just, like, in their bikini or, like, having sex on stream? Like, can we do that? Can we can we explain, like, why people are getting banned? And, or, like, what are you doing here? You know what? 3070, I think that'll solve everything. That'll just get everyone off the platform and we don't have to deal with it anymore. So Twitch is a slowly dying platform. And mind you... That's where my head's at. So take that with a grain of salt. Take that with what you will. Leave a comment what you think about the YouTube TikTok thing. Uh, Twitch. I, frick. The, the better T now is TikTok. My goodness. Let me read this article here by Mashable. And they kind of talk about like what YouTube has done and what they plan on doing with short form content here. And it's huge. It's huge. So not only with this YouTube shorts monetization, they also are going to be implementing like licensed music with like very popular songs. This could be like a song by like Drake. This could be a song like by Taylor Swift, which is insane, which is great because like to be able to gain money from a very popular song and not have that money just trickle back down into Drake and Taylor Swift, who are obviously very well off. And to be able to use their music and to give them exposure, you know, for even more, whether that be style, whether that be just, like, using their song, popular songs on TikTok that might, you know, trans over, um, you know, like, maybe an Olivia Rodrigo song is pretty catchy, you use it for a video, boom, bada, bing. You can now license that. I don't know if it's short form or long form, but I believe it's for both, which is great, because now you're able to do stuff like that, and... Mind you, there's been stuff that have been coming out, websites, um, you know, pricing, program subscription stuff like Stir that have done that where you license a certain piece of content that is a popular song that would normally get you copyright claimed, and now you could actually license it properly, which is great because YouTube has been needing that forever. And this is what they have to do with shorts business. In early 2023, shorts creators who reach 10 million short views over 90 days can apply to earn money through YouTube's partner program. Creators will earn 45% of the money generated from ads, 45% anyone, uh, that run between short videos. Revenues from those ads will be pulled at the end of the month, and each creator will be paid based on the total uh, share of total shorts views, which makes sense. You want to make great content. That's uh, that's something that YouTube has been uh progressively moving towards they kind of added like the retention stuff but sometimes retention's not super great but it like still is a good piece of content so uh they're still morphing that out but a lot of things used to be like oh it has like a million views but like people only watch like 10 seconds of it they're still paying the 1 million views right so that's great just like a slice of the pie the ad money will also go to covering the cost of music licensing that's it Boom, bada, bing, which YouTube says will not affect the creator's earnings, which is great. Uh, it's the first real revenue sharing is being offered short-term video on any platform at scale. It's a huge investment in the shorts with YouTube's. YouTube is now logging over 30 billion views from 1.5 billion logged-in users a month. YouTube, YouTube's the move. Hold on, how many active, how many users used Twitch? 
How many, how do I? 140 million active users monthly. Monthly. This was earlier this year. This was in January. So like a tenth of that, tenth of what YouTube's got, like dang. Okay. That's that's very interesting. YouTube's been making big moves. I'm really happy about that. I'm really happy for YouTube. I'm really happy for uh, the short form platform that is YouTube Shorts to be able to monetize because at this point it was like it was basically very similar to TikTok. How many views you get? It's like okay, let's say you get ten thousand. That's like a certain threshold. You get this much like at the end of the month. That's basically what you get. You got to make good content. You really do. So. Very interesting on YouTube Shorts. And I'm very happy. <laughs> Another thing that I would like to talk about is my Spartan race. My Spartan race. This this whole week has been so long. It doesn't even feel like I did a Spartan race last week as I'm recording this. Uh, it is 7.35. I would have been streaming last week at this time. And yeah, it was a very long day. Very rough. Uh, so I drove down to Portland, which is about five and a half hours from here. On Friday, checked into a hotel because now I can check into one and I don't have to be like, where am I going to sleep tonight? My car? <laughs> well, met a guy that did um, just because hotels are expensive when you buy them like a few days before. However, um, drove down five and a half hours uh, to Portland by myself, checked into the hotel, got me like Olive Garden, pulled up like Side Plus, would not want to just watch a whole bunch of videos that they had, um, was watching some college football, just like, just really needed to get my pasta in, got some snacks, um, got my island fruit, uh, Welch's fruit snacks. Also got my, uh, what is it? Also got my bananas, got my prime, got lemon lime, and some tropical bunch. So that was great. Super awesome. Tried going to bed because I was going to be super tired. That didn't happen. I went to bed at like 2 a.m. I woke up at 5, realized I'm like, okay, I could... I have everything packed. I could fall asleep for like another 30 minutes. Those 30 minutes turned into 50 minutes. And I was like, oh, good golly. We got to get up, changed. Um, I took a shower into the night before, which was great. So then I, you know, put everything in the car, got into my car at 620, 6.20. And that was exactly the time that I wanted to leave. So I actually woke up on time. And I was not in a rush. I, w- I did not feel like I was in a rush. I was like just walking places. And I was like, okay, I got time. You know, I got about 30 minutes to get things into the car. That's perfectly fine. Perfect. Drive over to the venue, which is about um, 25 minutes away. Would have been there at 645. Just walking and checking in about 7. Run in uh, 45 minutes. So I got about 45 minutes to get ready, uh, get everything. How would you say it? You know, just prepared. Body body warmed up, tuned up. I was doing the Jared Jiggle. Listen to some Kanye. You know, listen to some Kendrick, some Jay-Z. You know, that, that was the move. That was the move. Uh, and so 7.45 comes by, and the Portland race was actually my first Spartan race, but last time I ran it was an open heat, so it was just open. Anyone could go. This time I raced in the age group. That's the competitive age group, okay? That's competitive. And I, you know, started off well, you know, was in, like, the lead pack for, you know, like, you know, going into the first mile. It was good. We start heading into some hills, and I'm like, oh, crap. And my legs were sore because I did a hill workout on Thursday. Bad idea. And they were still sore, so I'm just trying to roll them out as best as I can before the race. Uh, you know, the night before, it didn't quite work out because I didn't get much sleep, so my body didn't really recover as much. 
my my fault. Um, so that happened, and then we, you know, start going up some hills. You know, I was feeling good out through some of these bigger obstacles that I normally would be tired out of. So I was really happy that I wasn't tired out of them, and I was just kept bombing out these hills. You know, not not looking too good up the hills, but looking good down the hills. And yeah, I ended up finishing with one field obstacle, which was a penalty loop, which was great. And then I finished um, 12th overall. I think at the time I finished 7th overall, but there's still some more age groups that are going like the 30 to like 50 age groups are still going. So like I think five of them beat me. So I ended up getting 12th overall. And then in my age group, I ended up getting third. And I made it on the podium. And I wish I, I, you know, I wish I had the medal with me. It's downstairs. It's going to stay there for a while. So maybe I'll show you guys next podcast or the next one after. However, that happened. I got third. I was just like, wow, like that's freaking awesome. And so luckily podium was at like 1130, which I was totally fine with because I've been working with a company called the OCR report, which brings coverage to OCR. It's basically like the ESPN sports center of sports, basically that. And they cover the sport of OCR. And for, you know, that day I was just recording like a whole bunch of stuff. I brought my camera. I had to go change and whatnot after taking a shower because I was all muddy. It was great. It was fantastic. It just worked out. Got my drone up there. It was, it was fantastic. I was so excited. And so I ended up getting onto the podium, had like a random lady film me. And that was great. 12 o'clock rolls by. I'm heading back to my car. And, you know, I plug in, you know, the closest Domino's pizza. Because <laughs> I wanted me some Domino's pizza. I needed something to feed me, uh, saying that I didn't eat much after the race. I just got like a banana, and that was basically it. So I got me some Domino's pizza, love me some Domino's pizza. And I got in there, and I was like, hey, do you guys still have your, like, $7.99 for, like, carryout? Like, if I order here? And he's like, no, it's online. So I'm like, so I could just, like, sit down and order online, and I'll save, like, 10 bucks. All right with me. So we ended up doing that. We uh, we moved. Uh, you know, I just moved into the chair, ordered the pizza, just sat there for like basically, I guess, ordered for like 10 minutes, I think, roughly. I was out of there within like 20 minutes. It was perfectly fine. And got on the road at like 6 or, excuse me, 12.30-ish, a little bit before that, and got on the road. You know, we one of the main roads that we crossed to get back over into like from Washington to Oregon. And then one of the main highways that takes us across was closed. So sorry, Julia, uh, we had, uh, was closed. So we couldn't do, we couldn't ride over. So you had to go like a super long way, even though it was the quickest way still. So that would kind of, you know, it would have been faster. It would have been faster. <laughs> However, uh, yeah, drove home, got home at like six, like 10 streamed at like six 30 for like an hour and a half, two hours. And yeah, that was basically it. I stayed up the rest of the day, woke up super early because I was still streaming that morning. <laughs> and yeah, that was the start to my, you know, week. And that was my Spartan race raced really well, really happy about it. I might do one in like December. So I'm looking forward to that. I don't know. I want to try and get some money still to just maybe like buy a flight I'm down there and whatnot, so excited nonetheless. <coughs> Excuse me. And yeah, um, Spartan race uh, season might be uh, might be over for right now, but looking for some more races. Maybe I might get like, you know, I love to get flown out, race some stuff, get some coverage for an event. That'd be super awesome. So we'll see what the world brings me. You never know if this podcast might go mobile and uh, very, very excited nonetheless. Um, and yeah, 
Nation was talking about sports, talking about ESPN. Obviously, the NBA season is coming to a return in the next month. And I, it, I couldn't help but think that, you know, like, 2K, you know, it's, it's a fun game. It's fun. The campaigns, you know, it's all right. I like mainly playing just like with the team. You just like mainly playing with the game. Like it's basically FIFA, but each 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 year they have ever something slightly different, right? And it got me thinking. I was like, what about if 2K was able to implement like a how would I say it? In the campaign, there's there's you know, there's obviously players in the NBA that have like really interesting stories and it got me thinking of what if NBA 2K, or I guess 2K, were able to like add like player journeys a part of the campaign? What about if they were able to do that? Because I think it would be actually really, really cool because it would have incentive to buy each game. Whereas like each game is like a cool campaign, cool, great, that's awesome. But then it also has like the online I don't know like the online or like whatever I don't really know how to describe it like the franchise mode or online cool great that's that's just something that every freaking NBA has okay but what about if they had player journeys what about if they had something where you could play as like LeBron you know and you know coming from a kid out of high school you know maybe maybe not having a football aspect but you know like maybe what it was like you have like a cool event you have like the McDonald's American you know basketball thing or you know there really wasn't many tournaments back then. So to, like, have LeBron get drafted out of high school is huge. And then go into the league. Or, like, Stephen Curry. And, you know, like, obviously, you know, his dad was a former NBA player. You know, following his footsteps, going to college, uh, beating the Zags, which kind of put him on the map. So you're welcome, Steph Curry. And then, um, you know, going into the NBA and obviously crushing it, uh, becoming one of the greatest shooters of all time, if not the greatest, you know, beating thousands of records that are out there that you could probably name. And then, in addition to that, we're also thinking of, like, the Greek freak. We're talking about Nikola Jokic. Like, people overseas that we might not know about, like Luka Doncic. You know, maybe it's like um, like even J. Cole. He's the cover, uh, one of the covers of NBA 2K. Why not? Why not? Maybe have like a journey from like rapper to like, you know, maybe just even playing in a league. I don't know. That's just my thoughts on maybe like an NBA 2K player journey. It kind of got me thinking. I just saw like a comment like, oh, that'd be really cool. So I wanted to at least talk about it because I'm a big basketball fan. I like talking about it. So I want to talk about it. (laughs) In addition, uh, we're talking a lot about sports. We talked a lot about like things on the web. This one, we talked a lot about things in sports. This one has like an encompassing aspect of sports, internet. Here we go. Deji is apparently uh, fighting Floyd Mayweather. I don't know how that's possible. Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather confirmed in November that in Abu Dhabi, like Saudi Arabia, um, or Dubai, he's fighting this YouTuber. He just said like, oh, yeah, I'm fighting this YouTuber, uh, 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 a Deji. You know, like how Floyd Mayweather talks, he's like, you know, um, um, I'm the king of making money. You can't step up into the ring with me. Gotcha hat. You know what I'm saying? Like, that. that's just how Floyd Mayweather said it. He's like, yeah, we're going to be fighting Floyd. We're going to be fighting this uh, YouTuber, uh, 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 Deji. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so this is real. Like, if Floyd Mayweather is fitted to, like, say that, it's real. Like, it's real. 
It's true. Like, mind you, Logan Paul was the basic, basic promoter for the Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather fight. Whereas Deji, I don't know. I don't know who's going to promote this fight. I'm still going to watch it somehow. And I hope it's a good fight. I don't know who's going to win. Is it really anyone that wins? It's just an exposi- exposition or it's a friendly. It's a friendly international, okay? For any of my football players out there, it's a friendly international, okay? Honestly, I'm a little scared, but I'm also very excited. And also, actually, not slightly, or I'm majorly confused how this fight happened. I'm really intrigued to see how this fight happened. And that's basically the Deji Flay Mayweather fight. I just, like, after he, like, beat Fousey, from them throwing in the towel, knocking him down a few times, getting some good punches, breaking his nose, breaking his cheek, I'm like, Deji, you mofo. 1-0 in professional boxing? 0-3 in amateur, but we're not going to mention that. 1-0 in professional boxing? Wow. You're actually already doing better than Logan Paul, who actually fought Floyd Mayweather. So, if anything, I'm actually not shocked that you're fighting Floyd Mayweather, okay? Because you have a better boxing record. And with that, Nationers, thank you guys so much for watching episode 45 of The Realist Podcast. Banner right behind me. Let me know what you guys think, all the topics that we talked about today. I would love to hear what you guys think and uh, appreciate a pleasure. I was going to say a pleasure and appreciate all at once. Anyways, Nationers, I appreciate and pleasure. uh, You know, uh, it's been a pleasure. Have a good one. Oh, seven. Peace, peace. (laughs) What was I even saying? (laughs)